0: What is lean management and what role do lean leaders play in the modern, rapidly transforming business world? This is going to be the topic of today's episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Join Agile podcast and YouTube channel. If you're new here, a particularly warm welcome to you. I am Dimitri, I am Lean Agile Transformation Coach from Sydney, Australia. I aim to talk to my followers every couple of weeks about all matters lean and agile, explaining key concepts using simple language and occasionally addressing niche and more complex topics that impact you in your professional lives and job search. If this seems like your type of content, why not subscribe right now and never miss an episode, especially in uh, the conditions of a schedule that started fluctuating a little bit lately. Speaking of this schedule and the format of the episodes, I consider myself to be a truly agile person, so I, uh, so to speak, eat my own cooking, as one of my former bosses used to say. I have a plan and I follow it until the situation changes or demands further adjustments. So as announced on the previous episode, my work on the Lean Agile Practitioners testing program has entered a new phase lately, consuming virtually all of my free time. So I had to optimize further around the format and release schedule of these podcast episodes. So, priorities, my friends, basically. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure you'd agree that those are kind of important. This is the part of the reason why this week I reverted back to audio-first format, where the podcast episode was recorded and released before YouTube video was uploaded. My apologies to my more visual friends, who started getting used to seeing my animated face on your screens, <laughs> YouTube video, Um, is audio only this week with um, a static image which kind of probably is not that different to seeing just me talk to you but instead of that it's a static picture Um, but literally I had seriously no time to set up the recording studio and edit everything that requires an upright posture and a reasonably iron (laughs) t-shirt alright, so after this slightly long and a little bit awkward disclaimer uh, let's jump into the topic itself so how important are elements and the mindset of lean to the layers of management and broader senior leadership that a lot of us have to kind of depend on when being employed by all sorts of companies, big and small? If you are a believer in the new ways of working and uh, effectively disrupting the old methods that clearly didn't work that well, otherwise why wouldn't, why would we all be looking for these new ways, right? Uh, well, then you probably would agree with me that without, uh, without a leadership that has appreciation of lean thinking principles, most impactful, agile values and principles as well, you wouldn't travel very far in your organizational transformation endeavors. No matter how early on those are, or no matter how mature looking they are, uh, every inch of this path that you would have to kind of walk, uh, would be painful and making you wonder, why do you even try? So lean thinking is supposed to be at the core of any transformation, agile transformation that you may have heard of. Still, lean thinking principles are something that's underpinning that. It changes how the organization uh, works and operates. Main lean thinking principles uh, that could be simply summarized, as continuous improvement, respect for people, and focusing on delivering customer value um, as a priority, it needs to be driven from above, from your senior leadership and management. As to um, kind of to follow these principles, you'd have to change the practices of your work and the old policies that may have been around the organization for years, right? And that requires, uh, for better or for worse, that requires a certain level of authority, to change and influence that change within organization. So without changing that, let's say, system that surrounds you, which is frequently, again, what I'm trying to say here is, let's face it, it's out of your direct control. You cannot directly change those policies and, and change how organization approaches certain things. You'll hit what we call in the Agile Coaching practice an operational ceiling. And so if it's your own initiative and motivation, it's great, and I don't want to discourage you. But at the same time, let's just call things uh, for what they are. And that's what I kind of aim to, to do on this podcast. Um, so you might get disillusioned, pushed down back into the depths of those outdated legacy policies and processes. Or possibly you'll just quit and you'll just seek sunshine somewhere else, right? Because why? Because you're a believer. You're trying to do the right thing and your leadership is not creating the environment that would help, uh, like that would allow you to contribute your sort of disruptive and positive energy into. So both of these kind of cases are valid and realistic outcomes. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. So in order to embrace lean management principles, your bosses, let's put it simply, would need to shift their mindset quite dramatically. So from a supervisor and sometimes even a micromanager mindset to more of a teacher and a coach, right? Who leads effectively by example and is there to help you join them on this journey. This is a way to look at it, not the other way around. So you are not really supposed to push the leadership to become this way because good luck to you if you do, right? Um, If the whole transformation is supposed to work, of course. They are supposed to take you on a journey and serve as a mentor effectively. They need to lead by example, right? So they need to help you align around this common transformational goal. And that's not just a transformational goal of how we push certain items that we produce digital or physical uh, along the pipe. It is about how we operate, how we see each other, how we talk, what kind of mindset we're trying to embrace and project. It's a completely, uh, it's a dramatic shift that takes time, but still requires a lot of positivity and a lot of desire from your leadership that becomes lean. No, we're not born lean, perhaps, but, but we need to become lean. So lean leaders are supposed to encourage and be the centerpiece of this evolving environment that focuses on continuous improvement. So these people who we would choose to follow then, I imagine, yeah, They um, are responsible for ultimately setting the cornerstones and establishing that positive culture and help us celebrate improvements and being there really for the teams. You could um, see the role of a lean leader in not uh, doing the work itself naturally and in not micromanaging anyone either, but in helping the teams stay focused on the goal, Right, prioritizing the right work. Um, helping establish stable, productive, and respectful, naturally, work environment that fosters this continuous improvement culture, most of transitioning leaders think uh, will just appear magically out of nowhere. It won't. It won't appear magically out of nowhere. Um, This wouldn't be, of course, a proper lean talk uh, on the episode if I said nothing about elimination of wasteful processes. So modern view upon lean, yeah, lean body of knowledge, defines waste as one of the biggest enemies kind of that we need to fight through the eyes of a paying customer. So think about it this way. Waste is anything that the customer wouldn't choose to pay for. I think it's a very good and memorable definition. So lean leadership is supposed to be focused, among other things, of course, on seeking ways to eliminate any processes that do not directly benefit the customer i would digress here into giving you a controversial example um, where more and more teams that i personally coach they stopped formally estimating any of their tasks or user stories using story points i hope that you've been listening to the podcast and have been kind of following my episodes long enough to know what both of those things are so why why did they stop because Those processes, they don't have any direct business value. They only improve reporting and forecasting in some cases, right? And they only help maybe very, very junior teams find their way and understand how the processes of Agile and Lean work in this particular case. But once the teams are mature enough, they should have only one goal, and that is to deliver higher value to the end user or deliver it more frequently while maintaining quality and sustainable pace for themselves. This is, of course, where work-in-progress limits come into play, um, prevention of excessive context switching, and other things that you either would have learned about already from me, or you will benefit from, from learning about, and by like watching some of the videos, going maybe a little bit back, uh, quite a few episodes in this podcast feed, Um, So I've published quite a lot of episodes on this because this is the thing that cannot be overstated or repeated often enough. And finally, um, while there is a lot more that I could also say about lean leadership and about other things on this topic, I will mention another key concept of Gemba that is very dear to all things lean and uh, is also kind of rather easy to understand. So, when we talk about lean change, yeah, so change within organization and some aspects of Kanban method, delivery method, we talk about evolutionary change always, a little bit at a time, not a revolutionary approach where everything is rebooted overnight. And those approaches, I might add, work uh, as a long term solution rather rarely. So, this evolutionary approach that we prefer to change requires everyone, especially leaders, to have. A very up-to-date understanding of what that change, that process, the evolution looks like and what direction it's taking on the ground, not somewhere in the pretty kind of boardroom with the plans that were made six months ago, yeah? Because things are not static you set a direction but it's unlikely to remain a constant things change direction changes and you if you don't stay on it on top of it then you <laughs> you are not a very good leader lean management advises leaders to go to the gemba as they say which is a japanese word of course for the place it means the place so in this context it means where the work happens in order that is a recommended process to become better leaders So in our corporate world, rather than car manufacturing floors of Toyota, where all this wind is blowing from, it means uh, going down to uh, the floors where delivery teams are sitting, for example, or collocated regularly, not just when something bad happens or when, you know, you think that you'd look great in some way. I don't know, to show your face once in a while. Uh, But to show genuine interest, answer questions that people might have for you and gather valuable information. You know that statement, the overused statement of my door is always open. It is literally leadership from the 90s, from the 1950s. Yeah, from not even just from the 90s in general, from 1950s. It is outdated by humongous margin. What I would say to those leaders is that it is your turn. Not the door is open, come in if you dare. But it is your turn to go out there and get out of that fancy chair and walk the walk a little bit. It's healthy, too. So rather than relying on reports or executive summaries, lean leaders always go to the source. Yeah, to the source of the information, to the source, to the place where the work happens. In a self-motivated fashion, I could not say it often enough. They lead by example and show how to be an always improving student of Lean. They're also students of Lean. They listen to the employees and learn about ever-changing processes within their organizations. Um, They are ultimately there to help remove anything that blocks the actual value from reaching the end user. Let's just focus on that. I recently had a rather frustration, frustrating conversation with um, a so-called leader um, who liberally used the phrase this is a very immature organization to even try the new ways of working or principles on those people, he meant. Yeah. I hope I don't need to say that from my little tribune here that this is a very defeatist way of someone who either has given up or simply never was even cut out for the role of a senior leader, and effectively to be a captain who will steer this ship anywhere good. So that is just more to illustrate the position and exactly what that manifests itself as somewhere kind of around you that perhaps you would have heard of it, or maybe were exposed to sort of similar similar speak, similar language that a person is using. As a final encouragement from me here to any of you listening right now, um, I would say seek proper understanding of broader lean principles beyond this really core kind of key stuff that I've given you. As these principles, they help you build much better working environment and deliver value to the customer without too much trauma or too much pushback. Seek leadership that understands, either understands the value of those principles and, um, like tries to improve their work environment, the culture of their company, or is at least open to hear and to learn about those principles. Because lack of knowledge is hardly a bad thing. Lack of motivation to learn and defeatist attitude is something that is not forgiven. That is uh, that is just, you know, bad, flat out. Let's just call it bad, yeah? Um, so I'll leave you for another couple of weeks here with this food for thought that I hopefully have given you. Um, I hope you enjoyed this. I always seek your feedback, opinions, comments, and requests of further content if you would like. If you have any preferences, you're welcome always by connecting to me on LinkedIn, sending me LinkedIn messages. That's what you seem to prefer. YouTube comments, which don't seem to be a practice that my listeners kind of like. Um, And it is uh, speaking of YouTube, it's it's just a peculiar thing that I'm witnessing because I have relatively many subscribers on YouTube, but not that many views of this type of content, so maybe that's just not something that you know is rating high on YouTube. But I have less subscribers <clears throat> to the actual audio podcast, but a lot more views, a lot more, a lot more downloads of the episodes. It's absolute bizarre thing to witness, but I don't care <laughs> as long as somebody's enjoying it. And it seems like you do. Um, so yes, anyway, uh, enough of this ramble. I wish you to have very nice next couple of weeks and I will talk to you on the next episode.